0: Lord of my heart Don't be all else to Save that... Let us pray Almighty and merciful God Father, Son, and Holy Spirit The Gospel reading for today Is at least 95% of the words That you have spoken, Lord how can we ever understand them if you don't help us, guide us, and lead us? Lord, your Apostle Paul wrote these words, that your power is made perfect in weakness. Lord, you know how your servant has struggled over this and how weak I feel. I pray for your strength, that you would guide and lead the words that will be spoken and that they would glorify you and make sense to your people. It is in your precious name, Lord Jesus, that we ask for these things in this way. Amen. Did you ever think about having a conversation with Christ and how that conversation would go? I have thought about that. The first one is basically irreverent. It is me being a construction worker who does a lot of work outside. My sons know this to be the truth. I say to them, if Jesus allows me to ask him one question, this will be the question. What's up with the bugs? Irreverent. Because I would never even think about asking him a question like that when being blessed and privileged to be in his presence. I know that all things are created good and that they have a good and constructive purpose. It's just me. The only thing that I wonder is what came first, the creature or the word bug? I'm not sure what that. If you can help me, I would appreciate it. But here is truly the way that I have envisioned a conversation that I would have with Christ. Being blessed to be standing in his presence, I would not be standing long. Because once I recognized my Lord and Savior, I would fall to my knees. My hands and my forehead would be firmly planted on whatever it was I was standing whether it was dirt or whether it was a floor. And the only words that I would be able to speak to Jesus are these. Only by thy grace, O Lord. Only by thy grace. That is the type of a conversation that I would have. And then the rest would be listening to Jesus speak. A conversation with Christ. That is what we've had the last three weeks, including this week. A conversation with Christ as it is been put forth to us from the 6th chapter of the Gospel of John. You know, the one thing that is not fair is to walk into any conversation halfway through. Because when you walk in halfway through, you're like, there's points that you cannot pick up on. So let's go back. Where did this conversation begin? Jesus decides to go to a mountain place a remote area, as the pastor declared. And with that, as he assembled there with his disciples, he seen a great number of people beginning to approach. He looked at the disciple Philip and said, where can we buy bread enough for these people? Scripture tells us that Jesus asked the question already knowing what he was going to do. Andrew, Peter's brother, said, Lord, we have five loaves and two fish, but how far can that go? Jesus directed them to sit down. And we know the rest of the story. Jesus gave thanks for the fish and the bread. They were distributed. And after all of the people ate, the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of leftovers it was at that point that jesus gave directions to dismiss the crowd and he also told his disciples go in a boat go to the other side and he went to a close remote place to pray and then we know that what had happened was that the disciples only made it halfway across Because the wind was against them and Jesus walked on the water. After they witnessed the fact that Jesus fed all of these people with these five loaves and two fish, they thought he was a ghost. And they did not believe that he could walk on water. So we see this common element that begins to take place as this conversation now develops more fully. When the people were aware the next day that everybody was gone, they waited for boats and they got to the other side because they had concluded that Christ might be in Capernaum. And they went to Capernaum. And when they got there, they saw Jesus and the conversation began. The people said to him, when did you get here? Because they didn't see him leave. They were asking, how, basically? Jesus, knowing the point of their question, responds to them in this conversation, I tell you the truth. You came to me not because you've seen the miracle, He points out the fact that they were fully aware that the miracle took place. they seen it with their own eyes. But you have come because you were filled. Jesus goes on in the conversation saying to them, do not work for food that spoils. Work for food that leads to eternal life. They ask a question. Um, what work does God want us to do? Now these people were fully aware of the fact that they believed in works righteousness that if they could obey the Ten Commandments and keep them without fault offer the proper sacrifices at the proper time they were doing the work of God. Jesus says no. No. Believe in the one who sent me. That is the work of God. They respond in the conversation. Now, I want you to realize that our conversation with Christ could be very similar to this. Asking and receiving, asking questions of the Lord and Him receiving or sharing back with us where we are not correct in our thought. They said, our fathers ate manna in the wilderness. So if you want us to believe in you, that you have come from God, and that if we believe in you, we shall have eternal life, you need to give us a sign. He already made the point. You've seen me with the loaves and the fish. They did not know how he got there from the other side. they have seen miracles that Jesus has fashioned. But now they're saying, we need you to prove yourself to us. It's something that people do yet today. You know, I'll believe in God if he does this for me. Then I'll believe in him. This is basically their response. But I like what they're proposing. Because if you remember anything from the manna in the wilderness... God fed them every single day. On the sixth day they were to collect two homers of manna and that would be enough to feed them on the sixth day and the seventh day. So they figured if we're going to ask Jesus to feed us this manna or give us a sign like this, we might as well have something to eat every day. The conversation continues. Moses did not give your forefathers the manna our father in heaven has and if you ask he will give you the food the bread of life that will give you eternal life what was their response can we have that bread from now on so now we have to put in here a qualifier of what is taking place have you ever heard the word carnal? It means flesh, okay? So, carnal flesh is temporal, which means temporary. And then there is spiritual, which is eternal. So, what we see happening here in the conversation are the people who are asking Jesus carnal questions temporary questions. If you eat at 12 o'clock today, Chances are at 5 o'clock, you're going to be hungry again. They're asking temporal questions. Jesus is responding in spiritual answers. Here's how Brother Martin Luther helps us to understand this. From Romans chapter 5, verse 1. It says there, those who are justified by faith are at peace with God. Those who are justified by faith are at peace with God. Brother Martin goes on to tell us that when we look at this, what the Apostle is saying to us is that the Spirit is eternal. Therefore, those who are righteous through faith and have been justified through faith are at peace with God, but at tribulation, at trouble with the world. The difference between spirituality and carnal, temporal. When we're at peace with God, we're at difficulty with the world. So those who are at peace with the world from a carnal perspective are at tribulation with God. So those that experience the peace from the Spirit will have eternal peace, but those who are at tribulation with the Spirit, because they are carnal, will have troubles forever. And those who are at peace with the world, the temporary, they will have that, only temporary. But those of us who are at tribulation with the world, that will be temporary for us because when we stand in the presence of Christ and have that conversation with him one-on-one, we will be removed from the tribulation that comes to those who trust in the world. Now Jesus goes on to answer these questions in this conversation. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall not hunger, who believes in me shall not thirst. All of your nourishment that you will ever need spiritually comes to you through the bread of life. So what Jesus is saying is faith in him is the bread of life that you receive. And when you receive that bread, and you have that faith in him, you will not hunger. You will not thirst. From a spiritual perspective. Jesus goes on to say to them at that point that you have seen, but you do not believe. This is the difference between temporal, temporary, and moving away and thinking of worldly things in the spirit. They seen the presence of God, but yet they didn't believe. And they wanted more proof. Jesus goes on to say that everything the Father has, he will give to him, and he will not lose any. And he came for one specific purpose. Not to do his will, but to do the will of the Father who sent him. And what is the will of Almighty God that sent his Son into this world to be the bread from heaven that you and I can partake of so that we have eternal life? Jesus' presence in that conversation tells us that the scripture has been fulfilled. It's called the fullness of time. When Jesus took on human flesh and manifested himself in the person of Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus is authentic man. In other words, he is the living, breathing demonstration of humankind, you and I, that we were meant to be from the very beginning. He is the model of the godly life. He came to speak against distortion. He came to teach us. To abandon the maze of false values that masquerade for life. He was the light that came in to the world. And do you remember how the conversation begins or continues on now? From the temporal side, the people say, ah, We knew his mom and dad, for goodness sakes. How could he say he came from heaven? He's from our city of Galilee. They didn't say the Galilean part." But this was their implication. They were not believing that he was the bread that came down from heaven. Scriptures are the one that authenticate this. The conversation continues at this point where Jesus tells them that it is written. It's written by the prophet Isaiah chapter 54 verse 13. And what it says there is, you will be taught by God. They're asking temporal questions. They're being given spiritual answers. The most important thing for you and I to know from this conversation is the fact that Jesus is the bread that came down from heaven. He answers our spiritual Questions. He tells us that we have the promise of Almighty God. That Almighty God worked in our behalf to return us to his eternal presence. We have been given this wonderful bread, this nourishment and sustainment that no matter what goes on in the world, our invitation to be with God is absolutely certain. This is the flesh, the life of Jesus Christ that was given to you and I. So when we engage our Lord in a conversation, know that there is a difference between a temporal question and a spiritual answer. We are of the Spirit, guided, led, nourished, and sustained. The bread of life is your faith that came down from heaven, was given to you by God. Oh my goodness, by thy grace, O Lord, by thy grace. Amen. O Lord of my heart, not be all else to me, save that Thou art. Be Thou my best, not in the day and the night. We keep or sleeping, Thy presence my light.